It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. February could be a huge month for recruiting for the Auburn Tigers. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We are joined by Lockdown Recruiting expert Brian Smith, also a recruiting writer at AuburnDaily.com. And our coverage throughout the Lockdown Podcast Network of recruiting is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. Be sure to check out LinkedIn Jobs to post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash College. Brian, a lot of names that Auburn is in it for after already kind of having solid footing with the 2025 class. Per 247, Auburn has a sixth-ranked class in 2025 right now. But when you look at some of these names, I mean, they're in the running with a bunch of these big, huge players. Let's start with Anquan Fagans. His relationship with USC isn't what it was a few months ago. It sounds like everybody in the South feels good about their chances with Anquan Fagans, the safety from Thompson an elite player. You and I have talked about him before. Auburn feels good about him. Alabama feels good about him. Georgia feels good about him. What say you? I like Auburn's chances just based on meeting him, seeing him at state championship, and everything that I've heard behind the scenes. So, yeah, he's going to have all the offers and all the opportunities that you can imagine, and it's deserved. Mm-hmm. That, that family bloodline is incredible, obviously. Brother out at SC – I like Auburn because of the opportunity to play early and how hard the staff is going after. And I, I just think they're the best bet. Yeah. We also have talked before, not all high schools are equal when it comes to recruiting. <laughs> no. And uh, a four-star safety from Thompson, you take that 10 times out of 10. Another guy, you and I have talked about him a ton, Tavares Dice, the 6'6", 270-plus offensive tackle from Langston Hughes. Once again, not all high schools are the same. There's a guy playing at Langston Hughes. Uh, You want him, but you said a few weeks ago you felt good about Auburn's chances with Tavares Dice. That seems to be growing more and more across wherever you look. Uh, Has anything changed in your mind as far as Auburn's pursuit of Tavares Dice? No, everybody went to go see him, and Lord only knows how many other players that Hughes has. Yeah. You don't know. That's south side of Atlanta, arguably the most talented program within the state of Georgia. But no, I mean, just everybody's going to see him. Uh, that doesn't mean anything's really changed. You're, you're going to take your best shot if you're Georgia or Alabama, whoever it is. Yeah. But yeah, I, I still like Auburn. They, they need offensive tackles. We're going to talk about this all year long. Say it again, Brian. Say it again. <laughs> they need offensive tackles he happens to be a really good one yeah it seems like a fit to me so early playing time helps man it, it all- and we're gonna hint at this um later in the show in regards to what else does auburn need like what positional priority should they have in 2025 i mean with with the offensive tackle situation in the 2024 class it's great that they got favor edwin it's great that they got seth wilfred from the juco ranks but this is a much better offensive tackle class throughout the Southeast than what we saw a year ago. And so now Auburn needs to win more of these battles for these 2025 offensive tackles. And to me, it makes Tavares Dice even more important. 
if you can just win two out of like 15, to be honest, it's a terrible percentage, but the, it, it's an absolutely loaded group. You win two out of 15, you don't care. It's still, did you get two really good offensive tackles? Dice is in that, just as right. one example. There, you know, David Sanders, there's all kinds of players in the South they would love to have. But this kid is from a school you already have a player from that program recently. You've got other kids there you're recruiting. Yeah. You got to recruit that high school. This is the most natural. If you get him, you only got to get one more really good. And you already got one kid in state committed that can play it. He can play guard or tackle. Yeah. Yep. Two offensive linemen committed right now. Spencer Dolan from Athens, Alabama. And then they're guessing he's an offensive tackle. I don't think he's a guy that comes in and plays right away. I think he's going to need to be developed a little bit. 6'6", 290. Then Kalen Edwards from Dyersburg, Tennessee. He's more of an interior guy, 6'4", 300 plus pounds. I mean, he's probably a guard at the next level, but we'll see. Yeah, adding a guy like Tavares Dice would be huge, would be absolutely huge. And then you look at his teammate at Langston Hughes. Like you said, they've got a million guys that are going to play at the next level already on their roster. But Dontrell Glover was committed to Alabama, visited Auburn, opens up his commitment a few days later, which is always a good sign. Always a good sign there. Uh, he is returning and visiting Alabama this weekend, I believe. I believe I read that he was visiting Tuscaloosa on, on the 3rd. So um, we'll see what continues to happen with Dontrell Glover's recruitment. But the fact that he visited Bama or visited Auburn, opened up his recruitment uh, right after, that that's always a good sign. Uh, I can't imagine that Alabama is real happy about it. It, sends, it seems to be the trend. Uh one of the recruits visits somewhere, Auburn or elsewhere, and they decommit from the University of Alabama. Um, they they stopped the bleeding a little bit with uh, Mr. Williams, but there's still a lot of other kids they've missed right. on. And this is the kind of guy they wouldn't have missed if Nick was still there. So there's an opportunity to strike if you're Auburn, if you're Georgia, Tennessee, et cetera. And Auburn is trying like crazy to make it happen. They're dominating in-state and getting some of those Atlanta kids that Nick was always famous for getting would really be the icing on the cake. Yeah, and Glover to me is a guy that he's going to be seen as a top 10 interior offensive lineman in this class, and it's not going to be flashy when you go through wherever he ends up and you look at the 20 guys or so that are committed in his class wherever he goes. This is a dude who makes your football team better. It's a position of need for Auburn and a bunch of other schools. Everybody needs more offensive linemen. Um, so to me, it seems like Auburn has made him a priority. He's not just another dude. And we'll see, we'll see what happens with his recruitment over the coming weeks. I'm hoping that uh, we get some more clarity on O-line just for your own personal sanity as an Auburn fan. But uh, Yeah, yeah, no, always <laughs> need more offensive linemen for sure. All right, this is a guy you know pretty well, Chris Ewald. Am I, am I pronouncing, is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah, from, uh, from Florida, um, a, a guy that's very, very talented. Seems like Auburn is kind of positioning <laughs> themselves and reaching out to this kid more. He plays at Chaminade Madonna, which is arguably the best program in South Florida, despite being 1A. Uh, they, last year, they beat a team from New Jersey. It was ranked number one in their state by 40. So, I mean, they got players. Um, Chris was offered by a bunch of schools as a freshman. Miami, mm -hmm. Florida State, et cetera. Committed to Michigan. Harbaugh is no longer there. His recruitment right. is pretty wide open. Miami, it really wants him. He's a priority recruit. So this will be interesting. But Auburn has been trending with him among a handful of schools, Miami included, 
And this is the kind of coup you have to get if you want to get over the hump and win SEC titles. Because yep. Ewald has a chance to play on Sundays. He's a yep. very special corner. 5'11", 160-pound corner. Auburn has had an incredible track record with cornerbacks. Maybe that will help him with this recruitment. A Kylan Deer, 6'1", 200-pound running back from Quitman, Mississippi. I don't know where Quitman is, but there's a there's an article, I, I think called Pinkston wrote it, where he was where Deer was talking about his conversation with Hugh Freeze, and he told him, I, I want to get out of state. And of course, Hugh Freeze ate that up. And so we'll see what comes of that. But Ole Miss wants him bad. I think Southern Miss is even like was one of the, the schools that were early in on him. I assume Mississippi State's pursuing him as well. But Auburn's in this one. You know, could he be the running back in this class? And we'll talk about another running back in this class as well in, the, in a few minutes here. But I think he's a guy to watch too, based off of what he told Freeze. 61200 and his last name fits how he runs like <laughs> nice. a deer. No, I mean like you throw on the tape there, you need to watch about 3 clips. You're good. Um he he's running away from kids and he can run over them, he can make them miss, but it's the size that he does it with. He's 200 pounds as a junior in high school and it's natural weight. Yeah. He, he's got a chance to be a 220 pound SEC running back circa the days that Bo played on the plains. You know what I mean? He's that yeah. downhill dot the eye kind of guy. So here's the quote, yeah. and it was Pinkston that, that wrote this. Here's the quote from Deer. He says, Free said most Mississippi kids have trouble with leaving Mississippi. I said, No, coach, I want to get up out of the state. He had a smile on his face. So I mean, that's that's saying okay. something. Then it's then it's legit. He could end up at Texas AM, Ole Miss, or anywhere, but sure. saying that makes me think more AM, Auburn, LSU. Some kids just want to leave. Mm-hmm. And when they openly and unsolicited, make those kinds of statements, you need to go all in. Because this is a national recruit that, like he said, most kids in that state don't leave if Ole Miss or Mississippi State want them. They just don't. Yeah. And adding Derek Nix, Derek Nix to the staff, I mean, it kind of makes you take every Mississippi State or Mississippi guy, state of Mississippi guy, you got to take that recruitment a little more seriously now just because he's going to open doors that weren't previously previously there. That's to be honest, that's part of his salary is him just signing. Yeah. Look, right. what was it, 16, 17? I forget how many years it was at Ole Miss. It was a long time. I think it was 16, yeah. He name a school in that state that's important that he hasn't been to. There isn't one. There's no he's one. gonna know every high school coach there is. That matters because we both know relationships run recruiting. So it's gonna help. And you freeze used to coach at Ole Miss. It's not like he doesn't know most of those coaches too. So right. I would imagine they're going to have a lot of success. Two or three kids a year from the state of Mississippi should be the norm as long as Nix is on staff with Freeze. Yeah. Brian, you recently uh, – you're doing a deep dive as far as, you know, how special could this Auburn running back target be? And we'll discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, FanDuel's America's number one sports book. And right now, you can get in on all the Super Bowl action as well as NBA, college basketball, whatever it may be, by going over to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. And right now, new customers, if you join today, you can get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. It's that easy. And look, Go ahead and get ready. Go ahead and get all the bonus uh, bonus dollars in your account 
by the time the Super Bowl runs uh, comes up next weekend because Super Bowl props are the best. They're the absolute best, and FanDuel is the best way to play all of those. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book of the NFL, and the Locked On Podcast Network. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Brian Smith, our guest, Locked On Recruiting Insider, as well as recruiting writer at AuburnDaily.com. Alvin Henderson, the very talented running back from Elba. The more you look at this kid, the more you're blown away. 61 touchdowns. It's insane. I know it's 1A football, but 61 touchdowns. You know how much abuse you have to take to find pay dirt that many times? I went back and watched his film the other day just to do it. And it was amazing to me how many times he went through a guy instead of around. He's not just mm. outrunning most of the kids. He's a downhill runner with speed, not one or the other. He's both. So I think he could be an early contributor, Auburn or wherever he, wherever he goes. And like I was telling you earlier on the phone, he did that update where he won 1A running back of the year. He did it in the picture on Twitter. It showed him in an Auburn gear. He didn't have to do it that way. Hard not to read in. that. Hard not to like really – really focus in on the fact yeah. that he did that. Yeah, so, I mean, take it for whatever you want. But here, here's the other thing. He's yeah. a kid that's from South Alabama. He's from an area that Auburn should recruit well anyway. He's hour and 50 minutes from campus, whatever it is. That's the kind of kid Auburn has to get. And they didn't sign a running back last year. Right. They didn't. They need at least one, if not two, in this class. All signs point to him headed to the Plains, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Auburn's running back room is the same going into 2024 as it was going into 2023. And when you look at the scholarship situation of running backs, Brian, Jarquez Hunter and Brian Batty, they are both seniors. I believe they're both true seniors. Right. And you, you got to think they'll both be gone after this season. And so do you add two running backs? And it's like, you probably do. Sean Jackson is a redshirt junior, and so he's going to stick around. I can't imagine him leaving. And then Damari Austin will be a junior. He could leave after this upcoming season. Will he get the touches and the tape to do that? We don't know. We don't know. Then, of course, there's Jeremiah Cobb, who will be a uh, true sophomore. So there will be space on the 2025 roster after these guys early enrollee or whenever they join next offseason. It would make sense for Auburn to add Two running backs. And it seems like it seems like uh, you know, he, he's been a favorite to to end up at Auburn. And you're also seeing them call more running backs 
And to me, it it seems like they're positioning themselves to add two running backs in this class. I think it's the second most important position on the board this year behind O-line and specifically tackle. Really? And they've got a chance to get one in their backyard and if they got deer to go with it, like we talked about a minute ago. I mean, that would be as good a one-two punch as any school in the country signs. So, I mean, I, I expect if you lose two quality running backs, that's, you know, you got to get at least one that's a dude out of high school and or junior college prospect, another great high school player, whatever, because running backs get beat up anyway. They just do. So why not start with the kid that, you know, just set the state record for touchdowns? That's a, that's a great start in my opinion. Yeah, and running back is a position where I'd rather have a talented true freshman running back than an experienced guy via the portal that kind of got his rep somewhere else. I'd rather go with the upside of the high school player, um, and especially with Hugh Freeze kind of emphasizing, and he, he hinted at this specifically with the quarterback position down in Mobile a few days ago, but he wants to build this program through the high school ranks. And so if you're going to do that, you need to assume that you could lose two running backs. And I think uh, I think it would make sense to add two. And just from a, a vanity point of view, adding running backs helps helps your uh, your class ranking when it's all said and done, um, just because you're going to add a four-star or better at both of those spots. Well, I think Auburn's positioned themselves to be top 10, potentially top five if you got Deer and you also got Henderson. It mm-hmm. would certainly bode well for you. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, let's take a look at the 2025 class. And you kind of you kind of already hinted at it, but what are the biggest positions of need for Auburn's 2025 class? We discuss that next right here on Locked On Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait, find locked on college basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Want to encourage you to check out uh, some of our social media content. We are putting up exclusive content on my Instagram. So be sure to search that at Z Blackerby. And you can also find both Brian and my written work about Auburn over at auburndaily.com. All right, Brian, when you look at the 2025 class, we mentioned at the top of the show, high uh, ranked as high as six, depending on where you look. And the defensive line class is insane as far as what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball on the line of scrimmage. Malik Autry, from Opelika, Antonio Coleman from Sarahland, uh, Ja'Caleb Falk, the edge linebacker, the edge rusher from um, from Highland Home, Jordan Crawford from Parker. Th- they're knocking it out of the park. You said a second ago you think offensive line is, is the biggest focus. And you got to look and kind of see how this class meshes with the previous class. Like, so you, you're kind of good on wide receiver. You want maybe one or two. I can't imagine them taking more than that. My question is, how much of a focus do you put on the quarterback in the 2025 class? We've heard several different guys that Hugh Freeze and this staff have called and hit up and pursued. That's kind of a position group that I'm paying attention to. Well, it starts with KJ. Do they flip him from Texas? And if they did, when would it be? Uh, I was with KJ again this past weekend in Fort Lauderdale at the battle tournament. He doesn't know when he's going to make my decision. Mm-hmm. 
So that makes it rough. You just got to recruit kids for the next couple of weeks, couple maybe next month or so. You got to get some visits lined up for late April, early early May, whenever it is they do. Every year it seems like it changes. Sure. But they got to get that stuff set up because you can't miss a quarterback. Uh, I know they got the they got the guy they wanted last year. That's the good news. But if you stack them, you, you increase your odds of winning by. You have to, you you have to, because what if just hypothetical here, and I, and I don't, I'm not predicting this to happen, but it is a scenario. What if Holden Gurner or Hank Brown win the job and they stick around for another several years and Walker kind of sees the writing on the wall. It's like, well, I got to leave if I want to play, if I want to play earlier or something like that, or Walker wins it. And all the guys in front of them are like, well, I'm not going to play. He's a true freshman. And then they leave and like, you need dudes in the room. And so in, in today's age of the transfer portal, like you've got to have a good quarterback in every class now. If you don't, you're in trouble. Uh, you got to get real lucky with the portal or yep. a guy just winning the job and not getting hurt. That's the other part. If your young quarterback wins the job and guys leave and then he sprains his ankle and he's out for four weeks. Yes, man. That's, yeah, that's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, offensive line, uh, I think that's a huge one, Brian, as you mentioned. I think that's a huge one. And they're going to lose some dudes at the end of this season. Percy Lewis will be gone. Jeremiah Wright will be gone. Um, Jaden Muskrat, I think, will be gone. And same with Dylan Wade. So, I mean, you're going to lose a lot of these upperclassmen that are expected to play or at least be in the two deep or kind of be that sixth or seventh man on the offensive line. So you're going to have to reload. You're going to have to reload and hope that these guys are able to to kind of fill in those gaps. If you can't get at least four quality of high school kids this year, it would be disappointing. What you just said is the opportunity that you sell to each kid. Hey, man, yep. you come in, you got a chance. I'm not guaranteeing you anything, but if you work, you come in here, you got a chance to play, and you should play your second year anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they shouldn't take a portal kid if it's a great player or something, but you wants to build through the high school and the prep ranks. This is yeah. the best example because it takes longer to develop linemen anyway. It's kind of like quarterback. Right. Those are the two longest spots. They need to do that now every year. At least three high school kids, if not four, every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kendarius Riddick is a guy you're high on from Thomas uh, Thomasville, Georgia. Yeah, he's kind you, of. Uh, I mean, he's he's kind of hard to get a hold of. I mean, he seems kind of dialed in. It seems like he's all Auburn, and it, I don't think we're going to hear like a whole lot from him on social media or like doing any of the the flair or anything like that. He seems like he's pretty solid. <laughs> in there. Um, so I, I just thought that was kind of worth noting. He is a great kid, but he's a country kid. Just kind of keeps to himself. I know him well. Uh, he's been a recruit since eighth grade when he started getting Give me recruited. 25 of those kids, please. <laughs> I'm not yeah. Don't, don't get me started on that. That's a whole nother subject, but yeah. Um, he's a safety. I saw him in the state title game in the dome and in Atlanta. He is a sideline to sideline player. Can make mm-hmm. a lot of plays. Run game, pass game, doesn't matter. He, he's a special athlete. They could play him on offense if they wanted. He'd figure it out. He's a great receiver prospect, too. So yeah. he loved Auburn, though. Uh, when I went to see him right before the state title game, he was really excited about it. He liked freeze a lot. So he's dialed in. Yeah, I think so, too. Brian, you've got interviews lined up for the through the rest of the week, and you're going to, we'll talk about it obviously next week when you come on the show, and you're going to write about it at auburndaily.com. But I mean, you're interviewing kids all over the country as far as guys that Auburn has shown interest in. It's unusual for me. I've followed football since the late 80s, early 90s. Auburn's always just recruited local. 
and they never really had to venture far. You get a kid from Louisiana or Florida or something, but Alabama, maybe a Mississippi kid or two, maybe a Tennessee kid and an Atlanta kid, you're done. They get half their class from within two, two and a half hours, you know, Birmingham, Montgomery, stuff like that. Well, I'm just digging into it. There's kids. I'm getting ready to interview a kid from the state of Nebraska, getting ready to interview a kid from Utah. I mean, they've offered multiple kids from a, the same high school in Utah. Mm-hmm. This staff is looking at it differently, and it's kind of the trend. I mean, Michigan does it. Alabama does it. Florida recruits now. Like Florida, of all schools, should be the one that does not have to recruit nationally. They recruit nationally, too. So yeah. it's part of the trend. And I think a little bit like some of our offensive linemen. Auburn's pretty broad with the O-line group. It kind of goes with our thought process on that being a very important position for them this year. Yeah. But there's still DBs and receivers and all kinds of stuff from outside this, this normal Auburn area that they're recruiting and offering. Well, we saw it a little bit in this class with DeAndre Carter from, from Matter Day. I mean, how, how often does that happen, right? Going over to yeah. California, getting an offensive lineman. So, yeah, I mean, I think some of that is just the natural, like, globalization of everything in life now, and it's easier to, to communicate and showcase your program and all of that now than it was even five years ago. But this is, uh, I mean, this is a staff that's casting a wide net and sure they're focused on winning the state of Alabama because you got to think that they feel better about doing that now than ever with, with Nick Saban, not being in Alabama anymore, but yeah, you got to find the best guys for your program. And so I'm sure there's a pitch too when you go out West and it's like, okay, sure. But you know, all this uncertainty with your conference. Like, are, are people excited to play football in the Big 12 right now? Like, I, I can't imagine so. I mean, there's no brands in the Big 12 anymore. The SEC took their best, too, and they've got a bunch of teams now, which is great. That's cool, but I, I just can't imagine folks out west and in Utah like being excited about going to play in the Big 12 uh, when they could come to the SEC. I think that's why so many Texas kids have been leaving in the last five years. They go up north, they come to the SEC, they'll go to Florida State, they'll go to any, go anywhere but the in-state kids. Maybe go to Texas, maybe go to Oklahoma, but you know it's it's SEC or, or outside the state. Auburn's probably going to get some of those kids now too. Yeah. So in California, etc., they're all in the same boat. It right. should be easier to grab them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brian, how can people check out everything that you've got going on? <laughs> At AuburnDaily.com and at FBScout underscore Florida on X, formerly Twitter. I'm uh, really enjoying the Auburn scene right now. It's pretty wild, especially with you down there. You just got done at the Senior Bowl and all that, but uh, there's a lot of football stuff going on, brother. No question. Check it all out at AuburnDaily.com. Please like the video. Please subscribe if you haven't already, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.